0: everybody, welcome back to another daily podcast episode here on the Aloha Android Daily. What's up? Monday, we are back. How was your guys' weekend? Hopefully you guys had a pretty good weekend. I had one too. And we're going to kick it off with the first topic of today, which is a Pixel 4a rumored to be $349. So that's a $50 difference. Um, than what the pixel 3a was the 4a going for 349 possibly 128 of internal storage that's pretty crazy but it's a bit controversial as there's people out there who are like for what you're getting with the pixel 4a is not worth the 349 dollars and automatically going to the iphone se 2020 and talking about how that one is 399 and is a valid point And I will say this right now, and I said this in the last podcast when it comes to hypocritical judgment. It's a little bit unfair to be overly critical on something that that Google does. Yet, you give passes to other companies for what they do when they do similar things. So let's just kind of break it down when it comes to to the Pixel 4a, okay? Like, yes, the body is most likely going to be built polycarbonate, a.k.a. plastic. We know this already. The Pixel 3a was built the same way. Yes, it's not going to have Motion Sense, um, aka Project Sully built into it. It's going to have a fingerprint reader on the back, which some people tend to like, but others are really digging that face unlock. But again, this is a mid-range device, not a flagship. Um, Yes, it is only going to have one camera sensor in the back, even though it has that square modular design. To kind of mimic the Pixel 4, um, it's like a hybrid of like the Pixel 3A and the Pixel 4. That's what you get, the Pixel 4A. Um, so yes, it's not gonna have the the, the dual camera sensors in the back. Um, maybe it's rumored that it might, but you know, from what we're seeing with renders, it's really not. Um, and then of course the the punch hole. Uh, selfie cam in the front to kind of minimize the bezels that everyone's been complaining about, which you know, it doesn't really bother me, but hey, that's just me, right? I'm only one spec in this universe of techies and geeks because consumers don't really care. It's the techies and geeks that care. Let's be real, okay? The ones that complain about bezels are the techies and the geeks and the nerds like me and some of you listeners. But the average consumers don't care about bezels. Some of them even know what the word, like, like what bezels are on a phone until you really have to explain it to them. And believe me, that's true. There are a lot of consumers who don't know what a bezel is. Um, But let's just get real, right? Techies and geeks are the ones that care about that kind of stuff. So you know, they minimized it. They listened to the techies and geeks, and they minimized the bezels on the front display, putting a punch hole camera, um, just like the Galaxy S ten E, and you know, some of the Samsung devices that had. You know, brought that in in uh in trying to minimize the need for a notch. Um, yes, possibly more than likely not water resistant. Or of course, that would shock me if they actually had an IP certification. Um, that would actually be kind of cool. But then again, of course, that would hike the price of the phone just to get it IP certified to be uh, dust and water resistant. A device can be dust and water resistant and not be IP certified. You know, we'll do that for another video, but. Yeah, it's it's it has a Snapdragon um seven thirty. It's going to have, I believe, um six gigabytes of RAM. Of course I could be wrong. 128 gigs of internal storage, uh 3080 milliamp hour battery. Um so for those things listed right there, people are actually complaining that the three hundred and forty-nine dollar price tag is not warranted, that the phone should be two hundred and fifty dollars. Or Whatever and see. here's the thing when it comes to pixels that I've noticed is, is a Trend that I've 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 read and heard a lot about everyone loves to complain about the price Before they've used the phone they like to complain about the price And to me I always feel like that you don't get a really good solid perspective until you use the device Again, people are worried that the Snapdragon 730 is not going to be the best and that's understandable However, you also have to understand how well the software is optimized with the hardware. If the software is optimized with the hardware almost perfectly, the phone is going to fly like butter because it's optimized for it. You can't just take hardware, slap software on it and say, here you go, it's going to work, right? It needs to be optimized. Just like any electronic component that has software for it, it needs to be optimized. If it's not optimized for it, it's not going to function properly. And that's what normally happens with a lot of budget phones, mid-range phones that are built from like you know, third-party manufacturers out, out there. You know They tend to take hardware, they tend to take software, and stick it together, put it in a box and send it to you. And then they tell you it has all these things and it really doesn't. And you're like, wow, this is a very crappy experience and it's glitching out and it's like, oh, it's not working right. And you're like, oh, okay, well, it's not really optimized. They didn't take the time to actually optimize it for the hardware. And that's why you have really buggy uh, experience. Um, And so, yes, with the Pixel 4a, it it needs to be used before we can critically judge it on its pricing. Because if this phone is, you know, a repeat grand slam like the Pixel 3a was, and it costs $50 less than what the Pixel 3a was released at, okay, yeah, then the the $349 price tag is not going to be so bad. Plus, too, when it comes to pricing on smartphones, I think everyone just pretty much goes bananas over it because, you know, on the very first day it's released... Everyone wants to go chase that phone and get it because they want to be the first ones to have it. And really, that's a mentality that that you shouldn't really have. At least I'm going to give that advice. Um, Phones always go down in price. There's always sales that's going to happen. So you don't want to be the first one. Like Even if, let's say, the phone drops and is a $250 price tag. Let's say that they they price it at $250, right? Like, okay, you're going to go and get it. But then a sale happens and the phone ends up being $199. You just bought the phone for 250 while other people who decided to wait are going to get it at a discounted price. So even if the phone drops at $349, if you just bide your time and be patient, you're going to be able to get the phone at a cheaper price. So there's no reason to just only focus at the, at the price of the phone and say, oh, it's going to be a bad phone. That does, that's, that's not how it works when judging a phone. You have to freaking use the thing. You have to use the phone in order to be able to give a intellectual um, feedback and your perspective on it can't just solely go on the price tag and so we're kind of looking at possibly an unveiling on June 3rd as uh, Google will be talking about Android 11 in June they're going to have I guess some sort of event they're going to you know show Android 11 um, and all the goodness of Android 11 which will be a future uh, podcast episode we'll talk about that but um, with the Pixel 4a will more likely be um, revealed then at that event since we can't since we miss Google I.O. and we can't go to any like you know actual events Um, as things are slowly starting to open up, I believe California is entering another three months of, of like a lockdown. So, um, they're not able to, you know, go out. So it's probably going to be like an online event. So anyways, guys, a quick word from our sponsors and then back to the second half of the podcast before ending it out. So let's listen to that right now. And we are back from our quick message. And so let's kind of go into the second half of this, which is Google Stadia, which I've been playing this weekend and been having a good time. As a matter of fact, I dropped a video on my YouTube channel and on Instagram TV. And yes, it was ghetto put together. My my Chromebook just frustrates me sometimes. I was trying to use a screen grabbing software to be able to record some gameplay and some narration over it and that kept crashing. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna record the gameplay, you know, upload it into my editor you know, record a quick video of myself and lay that over it, just kind of explaining the video and even just doing, you know, a screen recording of just what's on my, my, my Chromebook playing, you know, the game guilt without the webcam on, without the internal mic on and just the system audio being recorded with the uh, gameplay, it crashed. Everything that I used crashed. And so I'm thinking I'm going to have to power wash my Chromebook, but I'm trying to back up a lot of things that I have that i may not be able to retrieve if i power watch my chromebook but anyways so google stadia right now offering two months of the pro version um if you sign up now which you know i'll tell you a little bit about it here but um so i went ahead and did that i got the two months free um actually i got it uh, a month ago so this is my second month already june 8th is when my actual subscription will kick in And, you know, I can then tell people that if you've gotten any of the the games that were free by signing up with the pro version, if you lose those, if you go back to the free version of Stadia, I'll explain the difference between the two. The free version of Stadia basically allows you to uh, stream play the game in 1080p and nothing higher in that resolution. Um, Also, any games that Google Stadia puts out that are going to do like a, you know, like a promo and you're going to get this game for free for being, you know, a pro member... Uh, being a free member, you, you don't get it for free. You still have to pay for all the games that you want to play. Um, so no free games and 1080p streaming. Um, if you go for the pro version, which is 9.99 a month, you are able to stream up to 4K. Uh, you do get access to uh, any uh, promotional game that Google State is putting out that they're going to give free for that month. And you're able to claim it, and it stays in your list of libraries of games that you can play. And then there's games that you can buy um, from the store itself. And be able to play that. Now, if you don't know what Google Stadia is, let me answer it real quick. It's cloud-based gaming, so there's no consoles, there's no um physical discs or cartridges that you have. Everything is through a cloud server. Um it automatically loads the game when you either play on your Chromebook, on your tablet, or your Android smartphone, so you can play on on all three. Um and uh you know what? Like it's been a good experience, and I'll tell you that here in a little bit when I get into the experience of it. But one of the biggest things about Google Stadia is that you're so you're able to seamlessly transfer your gaming from one device to another. So, like if you're at home playing on your Chromebook, and then you got to go somewhere with your friend or whatever, you can instantly pause the game on your Chromebook, pick up your phone that has the Stadia app downloaded on it, launch Stadia, and then pick off from, pick up from where you left off. Um, so you can seamlessly transfer your gaming from one device to another without having to you know reload and load up a save point. You just pause the game and go, and and it, it's it's there waiting for you. So that's a very big thing. Now, the experience of playing on a cloud-based server has actually been pretty good. I'm well, well surprised, okay? So, for my home internet service provider, I'm using um, Cox uh, Internet, okay? That's what I have here in the U.S., and um, my current plan is supposed to be giving me high-rate speeds. However, when I do speed tests, I'm averaging about... I want to say between 200 to 300 megabits per second down. And the uplink is about 20 to 40 megabits per second, which is actually bad for home internet service. I mean, that's stuff that you would get with your mobile smartphone. And yet the gaming experience has been good. I haven't had any buffering, any, any you know, pauses, awkward freezes, any uh, frame skips and any audio jitters I haven't had none of that. The experience playing it has been solid. And I've been playing the game Guilt, which is kind of like a a mashup of Silent Hill meets Stranger Things. So, you know, it's, it's a horror, it's a horror jump scare type game and I've been playing that and I've been, you know, just totally looking at it like, you know, okay, how well does it respond? You know, like I have a PS3 controller with a USB cable plugged into my Chromebook. I don't have the Stadia controller itself. So yes, you don't need to buy the Stadia controller. If you want to play it on your smart TV, you do need the Chromecast Ultra to be able to play it on there. Um, it does not work with the Nexus player. I tried seeing if I can get Stadia on there and it won't work. I'm still going to fiddle around with that. And if, and if it does, I'll make a YouTube video about how I did it. But, um, yeah, so I have a PS3 controller and I've been playing it on my Chromebook and, and I'm, I'm looking for like the latency. I'm looking for for the time it takes for the, the game to respond to any of the movements that I make, any of the commands that I set on my controller and it works just fine. It's, it's, it's seamless. Um, and I'm just, like, really, really impressed by it. Like, okay, you know, depending... Because, like, on my speed test, the, the latency or the ping on my speed test for my home internet service provider has been about, like, you know, you know, 10 milliseconds, sometimes 20. You know, so it's not the very best pings for, for online gaming. But um, the gameplay itself has just been fluid and solid. So uh, Stadia is something that I definitely want to keep as a pro version and pay that monthly subscription for it. Um, also, if... You know, if you're on Stadia and your friends are on Stadia, you can have, you know, a gaming party. You can link up with your friends like you would on, you know, any, like, PlayStation console that supports online gaming and Xbox console that supports online gaming. Google Stadia is the same way. You got friends. You can link up. You guys can play a game together, hang out, and, you know, um, I'm going to test that out with a friend of mine, and we're going to online game, so... Um, I'll have more feedback on that with a later review. But anyways, I just want to tell you guys about Google Stadia and just, you know, how well it's been for me. And it's a solid, it's a big thumbs up for me. And I would tell anyone out there who's like, you know, interested, try it out now while you get that two months of a pro version, you know, because of this whole pandemic that we're going through, Google Stadia is like, you're going to be at home. You're going to game. We're going to give you two months of the pro version for signing up. And then after that, it's $9.99 a month. Definitely uh, definitely a go. So if you guys are very interested in it, if you guys are curious about it, now's the time to actually take advantage of trying it. And you guys can simply do that by going to Stadia.com. If you're on a smartphone, you can download the Stadia app in the Play Store and definitely get your gaming on. Uh, so that's pretty much it for the daily podcast today. Let me know what you guys think. You guys can give me feedback. If you're listening on your favorite podcast sources, thanks for listening. If you're subscribed to my podcast so you guys won't miss any daily episodes, big thumbs up to you guys. Really appreciate that. If you guys want to support future podcasts, you guys can do that just by going to PayPal. Uh, any monetary donation you guys give me is 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 very appreciated. And that is um, the uh, PayPal is uh, paypal.com forward slash aloha underscore Android. So, well, Actually, it's aloha Android all together, one word. So paypal.com forward slash aloha Android. And um, yeah, um, that's it for right now, guys. Thanks so much for checking it out. As always, aloha.